Thank y'all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors. Derm Dude, go look them up for all your beard, body, and tattoo needs. Uh, Gridiron Coffee, Nobles Networking, uh, Straight Haggard Thread Company, our newest two sponsors on the show that we hooked up with yesterday, uh, Knife uh, of a Month Club, I'll be posting the links on there soon, and Diesel Crate. Go check them out. Our management company, Red Circle, and uh, all the corporate sponsors. I got my boy back on today, Mr. Justin Nunley. And uh, this guy is uh, – I just dig this fucking guy. And he is uh, – me and him are coming buddies, and he wanted to come back on the show, and I was dying to have him back on, uh, especially after what happened last Hold on. I- hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. No, no, no. You didn't have me back on this soon because you think I'm cool. You had me back on this soon so you could wear that ugly-ass T-shirt and rub this one in my face. <clears throat> I, I, I'm not going to say why I wanted you back on the show so soon. Uh, you are extremely entertaining, but I had to look at that fucking Alabama A the whole last time we did a show. So, yes, Victory Lane, uh, 2021 National Champions. All because of a torn ACL. Hey, look. I'm joking. I'm joking, I, bro. No, 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 no. I am not one of these people. You seem like a real Alabama fan. Like, mm-hmm. you know the history of Alabama. Anybody bro, who – Bro, my son, my son is named after Bear Bryant. Yeah. So, you don't yeah. seem like a fair – you don't seem like a fake-ass fan, right? No, no. I have uh, the utmost respect for the University of Alabama and all their history. Who wouldn't want Nick Saban to be their fucking coach? You know, I'm not – yeah, I mean, my thing with it is I don't like the people who didn't know shit about Alabama and in the past couple of years because all they do is win natties. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, now I'm an Alabama fan. No, fuck you're not. You wasn't- no, man. I, listen, I had to sit through the 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 triple Mike years, the, you know, the Mike Price, the, you know, Mike Shula, um, the, and Dennis Franchoni. Bro, I've sat through it all. It's bad. Yeah, you're the, I mean, you're the ones I respect. I mean, fucking Bear Bryant, you've had the two greatest college coaches of all time. People, what are the odds in Tuscaloosa, yeah. Alabama? Like, I've tried to reason it out and it doesn't make sense to me. You would, you, th- you would think it'd be a Texas team, right? What, Texas or honestly, I mean, if you're looking at that with oil money, yeah. But I was thinking more like USC or, or Florida or Miami because you've got, you've got the location. Yeah. You know, Alabama and Athens is in the country. You know, I mean, you're slap dab in the deep south. Yeah, there's not a good explanation for it. I think now that now that the kids can get paid, though, I think you're fixing to see a big shift in it to where an Alabama and Georgia will still be up there. But I think the Texas team, because of the oil money and all the money that's associated with those schools, they're fixing to fucking blow up. I, I really – I'm glad that the players are getting paid. I really am. But I feel like that it's going to change college football so much to make it unrecognizable because college kids, I mean, they, they're going to go where the money's at. These these Most of these athletes come from families that do not have any money, and it's, it's going to change. Um, the rich is only going to get richer on this one. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I've been telling my friends for the past month, too, that the next dynasty that you're going to see is wherever Arch Manning goes. Wherever he goes, you're going to have nothing but five-star recruits follow him. And it's, yeah, there's a lot of talk of LSU. Man, see, it keeps it, – it was between Georgia and Bama, from my understanding, all the stuff that I had read and everything. I hadn't heard the LSU stuff, but with them getting Brian Kelly and his contract and all the money associated with that, I wouldn't be surprised. No. And and to to go back to my statement about the torn ACL, bro, we had we had so many like A-listers out due to injury. But if you'll go watch my video, I'll put it on my backup account because I don't want to take too much hate on my main <laughs> right. But uh, and it's on my it's on my Instagram. But you know, I did, you know, how Alabama how people see Alabama fans and how most Alabama fans really are. And it yeah. was, you know, nothing but excuses. But the fact is with the injuries. In 2009, bro, I didn't give Colt McCoy and, and Texas a pass at all yeah. on that natty. I was like, man, we won the game. And y'all won the game. Injuries is part of it. I, and I will say this. 
even though I hate that shirt you're wearing right now, right? I'd be doing the same thing. And <laughs> there's not a more deserving fan base in Georgia. Some of my best friends are Georgia fans, and y'all have wanted it and been hungry for it for so long. I was proud to see y'all get it. Well, it's just been a crazy year when it comes to Georgia sports. Anyway, just, you know, you got the Braves winning. And there's a joke. If you're a Georgia sports fan, there's an old joke here. I don't know if I told it to you on the first show, but it's when this guy dies, he grew up loving the Falcons, the Braves, the Bulldogs. And he says, when I die, I want two Falcons, two Bulldogs, and uh, two, uh, two Braves to carry my casket one more time so they can let me down. One more time. Uh, it's always something with them. Like They always just shit the bed. Uh, I'm Dude, not- I've been a Braves fan since I was yeah. old enough to know what baseball is. And you know, I'm a huge baseball guy. Like, yeah. I am baseball. And um, I've been – now I follow a lot of players, like, of course, Poppy here. Yeah. And I've, got, I've got a bunch of signed memorabilia. But the Braves is always my team. I know how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Braves, I grew up loving them, but I was a big Manny Ramirez guy. And then when he went signed with uh, Boston in like 01, that's where all my support went. And then a couple years later, they win the World Series and you get to fall in love with that whole story and everything. So I've always teetered. I've always been more of a Red Sox fan. But living in Georgia, it's the only games you ever got to go watch and only problem I ever had with them was as soon as they got somebody that I loved, they got rid of them. They would not keep them for shit. No, because it's a small market team, and that's what they do, and it's so aggravating when a small market team gets like a superstar and and they let them go because they need the money for the – you know, for the team and to make room on the salary cap, it's aggravating, bro. And that's why, like, I am, I am praying that we re-sign Freddie. I, that's what I, my next question to you was. Where do you think Freddie goes? They, they're not going to re-sign him. I don't think they are. I think he ends up being a fucking Yankee. Yeah, either that or, or he'll go to the Angels. Yeah. Or the Padres. And I tell you, the Angels, I, I cannot believe, like, they've got – I think Mike Trout's going to go down as the greatest baseball player of all time when it's all said and done, right? Um, and the fact that they have not they have not made any noise, and they've got Otani that like they don't have a bad team. No, uh, Trout is without a doubt the best I've seen since Griffey. I thought Griffey, if he would have avoided injury, I think he would have been the greatest of all time by far. But That's what I respect so much about Griffey is you said it right there. If he would have avoided injury, the only thing that kept him from being the goat, right, was steroids. He didn't take them, and everybody else of that era was taking them, and he, he got injured a lot, and everybody else stayed healthy. Yeah, uh, I'm not one of these people that's like, super negative on steroids in professional sports i know that it's bad but let's be real everybody's doing something you if you just would open it up and make the playing field equal the best baseball i've ever seen was back in the 90s everybody was juicing but the pitchers were juicing you had clements who was already a hall of famer you had bonds that was already a hall of famer you gave him Can a little I tell bit you extra. why it matters yeah I figured this out. I've never heard anybody else speak on it, but why I really believe that steroids became such a big issue and why it was so important to get it out of baseball is because, yes, the major leaguers were doing it. The college athletes were starting to do it, minor leaguers. And guess where it was starting to filter Trickling down to? down to high school. Bingo. And those kids' bodies were not – um, developed yeah. enough yet and it was breaking down their ligaments and tendons and everything and they was like just really injuring themselves yeah so I, I really yep no you go ahead oh i think that's the national high school sports association which major league baseball they had to have and be like listen we got to do something about this or you're not going to have any talent in 10 to 15 years yeah i just got done watching a documentary on uh you ever watch the dark side of wrestling on hulu no is it good uh, yeah, there's about 30 episodes. If you're a wrestling fan and it is the negative stories, like it is the, and it's told from the wrestler's perspectives. Like, but I think the first one's about Randy Macho Man Savage and Miss Elizabeth and like their downfall and her dying and him dying and all this kind of stuff. But the last episode they did of the last season. Like how you adjusted your nose when you're talking I, about Macho Man. I love cream of the crop, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Oh, yeah, brother. Uh, I'm, a, I'm telling you, Macho Man, I'm a Hulk Hogan guy. I will always be a Hogan guy, but I love I love Savage, too. 
Um, but the last episode that uh, they did in the last season is called the steroid trials. And it is where WWE uh, got put on trial in the early nineties because of uh, steroids. And, and there's so much of the shit I had no idea about, but one of the things they bring up is what you just said is that you had these guys with these physiques that were just fucking monsters and kids in high school were like, that's what it's going to take for me to be a professional athlete, whether it's wrestling or football. Uh, and I, I think that is. I think that's why they had to cut back on it. 100%. You know, and uh, so I was never able to go to a, like a uh, WWL for WCW match back yeah. when I was younger. We just didn't have the money to do it, right? Yeah. So now that I'm a little bit older and I can afford to take my kids, I go, the first time we ever went to one was WrestleMania 34. And I was like, I hadn't watched in like years. And I was so surprised at how much smaller the WWE superstars were now compared to back then. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The ultimate warrior was Bruh. just stacked. Stacked and lean. Oh, my And he God. stayed like that. You know, I mean, anybody – so I used to bodybuild, right? Yeah. Um, and I've got – I've had, like, three shoulder surgeries now. My back's jacked up. I've got a bad neck. Um, so I don't lift a whole lot anymore. But um, in order to, like – there's <laughs> – it either takes, like, special genetics or drug-enhanced to stay that lean and that big all the time. Yeah, you see these people that are just genetic freaks, and and you don't see them hardly ever. But when you see one, it almost looks like they're not even from the same species as me and you. Like, there's some folks, Brock Lesnar beating one of them. Now, he's had to do roids at some point in time. But even the way his arms are longer, his shoulders sit up to his ears, he's just a genetic freak. And there's a whole lot of like, what's his name? That's in the Guardian. I'm a nerd. Uh, in the Guardian of the Galaxy movies, he plays Drax. Uh, Dave Bautista. Bautista's nothing but roids. I mean, he's he, yeah, he's nothing. He's nothing but roids. The Rock. I, what do you think about him? You think that's just genetics, or you think that's roids? Man, I don't know. Because you know, when he first came into WWE as Rocky Maivia, yeah, he was he was uh, he was pretty pudgy. He was a big boy. He played college football, uh, what, for Miami or something? Yeah. And um, I don't know. You're I don't think so. I, I really don't think he does. I mean, he might take some HGH now, yeah. you know, for, like, movies and stuff. But I don't think when he was wrestling, I really don't think he did. And hell, he may have. I don't know. You ever heard the story about Warren Sapp beating his ass? No. All right. So, that's why he wasn't a bad college football player. But him and Warren Sapp played the same position at Miami. And Warren got a hold of his ass one day. They're buddies now, but if you listen to him talk about it, like, Warren fucked him up. <laughs> like, like fist fight? Yeah, like in the locker room, like tore his ass up. Uh, um, was was uh, was Dwayne being a little bit cocky? Probably. I would imagine And Warren Sapp is just a monster of a man. <laughs> he is he is ruthless. I hate he. He got kicked off of all the shows he was on because he was banging hookers and storting powder. And I That'll feel like, do it. Yeah, it'll, it'll get you. It'll get you. Oh, speaking of uh, women, I just want to tell you, I hate you. Uh, what did you, I do? Oh, yeah. You, you, oh, God. You're married, so you probably can't have a TikTok crush. I've got one. And you did a video of hers yesterday. That little. We're I mutuals now. And I didn't know who she was. Oh my God. Uh, I am obsessed with that woman. I did a video of her and then I tagged her in the stuff, or whatever. And I was like, you know what? There's a good chance in hell she's not going to see this, but I'm shooting my shot. And then yesterday I saw where you had done something with her and I was just like, I'm going to kick Justin's ass. Did this you see is, her comment? She said, I feel privileged. Oh boy, I'll fucking privilege her. <laughs> I've never, I've never been on an airplane in my life, dude. I'm scared to death of flying. Scared of it. I would get on one and fly to Ireland, wherever the hell she is right now, just to hear her talk. Yeah. I so I didn't up until yesterday, I didn't know who she was. It, yeah. The video was uh I was tagged in the video and I was sent the video a couple times. Yeah. And I, I generally don't go look through somebody's profile and see who they are. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good one to stitch, you know. Yeah. And I'll just roll with it. Um, but then after after I I put it up, I seen everybody comment and they're like, Yes. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I had no clue. Oh, I did. 
I, <laughs> I promise you. There's some I had to women like once again, you're you're married. Um, and it seems like you and your wife, by the way. I love like seeing the TikToks of y'all. It seems like y'all have a really good time with it. Oh, yeah. Um, that's cool. But me being a single guy, my like for you page and the stuff I follow is complete trash. Like it is. It is what you would think a single man would look at on TikTok, which just is just thirst trap. Just nothing but whore upon whore upon whore. And, <laughs> and somebody that I was recently hanging out with, like she got on my ass and was like, How are we supposed to be talking or you know, spending time together? And all I ever see is you looking at these women on TikTok. I was like, What the fuck you expect? Like right. You get with me, you can help change this algorithm. Yeah, my algorithm is staying the same until I am not, till I am dating somebody. And then it's probably going to be the fucking same anyway. Dude, my algorithm is Yours so has got to be everywhere. Bro, it is wild because people send me so much stuff. And if, if something's like really messed up, and I'm like, I'm not stitching this. Like, I no, not doing it, right? I'll always comment and say, this is funny as hell, you know, or something. So the fact that I interact with that stuff, bro, it, yeah. is, it is like the Wild West on my For You page. Speaking of, uh, speaking of crazy <laughs> shit, did you see where all these conservatives yesterday were posting a speech that Biden gave about MLK uh, last April? And they don't, yeah. and they don't realize that they're doing it? No. All right, so this is uh this is by the way who did who did you vote for if I start picking on Papa Biden? Listen, you know that I I don't talk politics. I'm not gonna tell you who I voted for. Come on, you, give me a little give me a little hit, little hit, little hint. Okay, I'll tell you. Listen, I've I've I I think everybody pretty much knows which way I lean, and a lot of people um, know who I voted for without me ever having to say it. But I'll tell you. Exclusive, Josh Terry exclusive. I voted for Kanye. <laughs> and I'm voting for him again in 2024. Oh, he's not going to be alive in 2024. <laughs> he's going to keep fucking around with Pete Davidson and some skinny, honky white kids fixing to murder him. I mean, it's, it's, he's going to go out. Um, but no, yesterday was a MLK day. And there's a video where Papa Biden is saying that George Floyd his murder was more uh it was a bigger issue to this country than MLK's assassination. Huh? Yeah. I mean, this is a legit video. Like I had to look it up because I always when my conservative friends post stuff, I know that they don't go research shit. I know, right. I know they don't, and it hurts. Like, is that is that taken out of context? That's what I was getting to. I don't that had to be out of context. There well, is no way. Well, no, he says it in that, that statement, right. word for fucking word, but you don't see the interview before and after. So somebody has edited it to the point to where all you see on Twitter, all you see on the Daily Wire and everything is just that context. But even that snippet is stupid. But there was people left and right yesterday that was conservatives, and they were like, oh, we're going to post this now and say that he did it today. He didn't. He did it last April. And it's just like, what a bunch of dumbasses. I love them. I love the people that posted it. Some of them, I, I think the world of them, but I just cannot stand that they don't research their shit before they post it. You you seem like you do. You seem like you don't say anything or, look, or do anything without looking into it first. I do. I always have three credible sources before I will speak on anything. And I've learned, you know, I was raised. I was raised in the South, right? And I, I know you was raised in the South. Yeah. And I'm sure you was told by your mama the same thing I was. Hey, don't talk about politics and religion, you know? Yeah, just name a show after it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it happens. No, um, you're not supposed to unless you like. That's the problem with the name of this show is people don't realize. And I've had a lot of people that are on like social media influence or whatever, I'll message them. I'll send them the links to the show, show them where it's rated and all that kind of stuff. And um, they'll always message me back and they'll want more info on like, Hey, what are we going to talk about? And it blows my mind sometimes, but then I have to, I have to put myself in their shoes. We don't even talk about politics and religion on this show. I named it. That was the first thing I told you yeah. when I came on the first time. I was like, bro, yeah. I don't know what kind of podcast you're running here, right. but I don't talk about <laughs> 
Yeah, we have to now, now after talking with some of the, the people that's associated with the show, I was like, you know what? Next go around when we get a new logo done, we're just going to drop the politics and religion and whiskey. We're just going to, this Josh Terry podcast has got a good enough name now. You don't need the rest of it because it's too fucking confusing to everybody. You're not wrong. Yeah, it's just, a, it's like, I get it. I get it. A lot of people don't like talking about it. I talk about it in a, in a middle of the aisle type of thing. I don't believe that our like democracy was set up to be left and right. I think what it was supposed to be is middle of the aisle. Like you're supposed nice. to come to compromises. And, and that's the problem. Nobody yeah. can compromise anymore. It is, it is a bunch of politicians, whether you're on the left or you're on the right, looking for their own piece of the pie. And nobody has America's best interest in mind. They look into nope. line those pockets, my man. Spe- speaking of lining those pockets, well, how do you feel about the mass mandates coming back? mandates yeah uh i mean dude it's 2022 man you should be able to date whoever you want to i mean if you want to date a man go ahead date a man i don't care yeah you said man you (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) you set me to fuck up (laughs) (laughs) oh folks i was gonna tell you some things you conversate about before (laughs) on a show like this and I thought that Justin was fixing to give me some something good, something fucking. And I did, had, and he had a goddamn dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> he had a fucking. That's real punny. That was real fucking punny. You're welcome. Uh, did uh did my guy ever reach out to you, Jason Johnson? About what the Project K Nine Hero thing next week? Yes, yes. Um, I don't think he ever called me after we texted. Well, I'll have to reengage with him. Okay. He well, may have, dude. I get so many notifications. It's hard to keep up. Uh, I might, if people get mad at me, mine are turned off on my phone. I, I have almost every single thing turned off on my phone, except when I get a phone call. Really? Because every time I text you, you hit me right back. Now, I may be getting you in trouble with a lot of other people, but anytime I've ever texted you, you're like Johnny on the spot. I like you. so i did just get you in trouble oh i don't care they know (laughs) people know what an asshole i am that's it i you give off such a good vibe and you're you're smart you're different than a lot of the people that i have on the show just for the fact that you're a fucking adult like me unfortunately some of the people that i've had on the show they might be in their 30s but they're 18 you you don't like you got your shit together. You're one of the people that I I really do believe that creativity drives creativity. And to better yourself, you have to you have to engage with people that you know you admire. Are you like their talent? And that'll only make you better. People who are writing music don't go into rooms to write with people they think are lesser of a songwriter than them. You know, it's funny you you um <clears throat> you kind of compare content creation to music because yeah. I do the same exact thing. Um, and, and I don't know how many content creators you have that listen to the podcast, but I'll give you my take on, on how I view my content, right? Um, not every video I put out is going to be a banger at yeah. all. And I know that, right? Some, some of the, you know, the jokes, the drive-by comments are going to miss the mark. Some of the facts May not be right. I may slip up once or twice, you know, and not give you the right thing. But when a music artist puts a CD out or puts an album out, I'm dating myself there, puts an album out, not every song on that on that album is going to go, you know, to the top 10 or whatever. If they're lucky, they'll have one or two go to the top 10 and maybe one go to the number one. Yeah. That's how I look at it. That's why you, you will not see me private a video. You won't see me delete a video because they all tell a story and show you how you, how you grow. Yeah. Uh, well, that's how the show really started with me having songwriters on here and it just being more than songwriters to creators to other things is I have a firm belief that it's just like watching your favorite television. show. that once you get invested in a character, you're going to follow that character no matter what trials or tribulations they go through in the show, and you're always going to support them. So when you make a shitty video or when one of my friends make a shitty song or I make something shitty, have a shitty show, I want you to still support me knowing that there's something better coming, that not everything is going to be a banger, like you said. And once you get people invested in you that care about you, uh, it's, it's over with. That's how you that's how you actually build something. I get mad when I see people delete shit when they fuck up because usually I tell you, I like your fuck ups better than I like anything else. When you make a joke that probably only 10 people get, 
not in your case, probably like 10,000. But when only 10 people get that joke, it's probably the funniest joke you've told to yourself. I like this Dude, shit. I've, I've posted a couple videos and I've really had to watch how I do it because I posted a couple videos where my drive-by comment was like, and I'm not calling myself high IQ or genius yeah. or anything like that, but it was a really high IQ joke. Right. And, and then you have a few comments. Those videos never perform well, but you always have a few of those comments. It's like, bro, that joke flew right over a lot of people's heads. And I'm yeah. like, yep. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I agree. That's, uh, as childish as it sounds, family guy, family guy is big on a lot of that shit. And I, I love it. I love it when it's like, not everybody can get the joke. And I, I don't think it's just being high IQ. I think it's just aware of, you know, most of those things are, you know, pop culture, not pop culture, but current events. And if you're not paying event or paying attention to the world around you, you're not going to get some of this shit. But at the same time, do you really want people getting it that don't pay attention to the world around you? No. Yeah, I, I know I'm not. Well, I don't know. I, those people get me paid too. <laughs> hey, well, never mind. Fuck that. Fuck what yeah. I said. Um, what? <laughs> well, and and go going back, there was one point that I was wanting to make to when you was talking about politics and like how you view politics as being in the middle and everything, yeah. right? Um, like we obviously we lean right or we lean left. Like yeah. nobody is straight down the middle. Like, bro, I have some very progressive views on things, right? And then I have other views that are very uh, right leaning, right? Yeah. Um, but I've had a lot of people say that you know me not picking a side is me picking a side, right? And and my answer to that is. It's not that I don't have opinions on politics. It's just that I don't care enough to sit here and talk to you about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, it no. Does it, what, what good does it do me? Like, I'm not sitting here trying to influence people's the way people perceive and look at things. Yeah, we're not politicians, so we can do that. We don't have to. I mean, it's just where we don't. I mean, it's, it's kind of fucked up to say, but we just don't care that much. I, we, we don't. I mean, because nothing that they're going to make a decision for is going to really affect us. I mean, I Josh, don't. I, I live my life now, and it took me a long time to figure this out, right? That I only concern myself with things that I can control. And American politics and world politics is not something I can control, and I can't change anybody's mind on it. So the hell with it. That's how I feel. I've, uh, I've, I've actually backed off because I was going and speaking at events with a woman who's running for governor and some more people here in Georgia. And it's nice to be in those circles because, you know, you get some favors out of it. We're, we're probably getting Herschel Walker coming into the studio because of it. And that's going to be like mind blowing for me that I've scratched a politician's back and now they've got Herschel Walker coming. But besides that, I just don't, I don't want to do it no more because you're, it, it doesn't affect People are so stubborn in their own fucking ways. It don't matter if it's politics or their favorite pizza. You're Bro, not. Do you know how? Do you know how many people, opinion? No, it don't. And do you know how many people got bent out of shape when they found out that Greg Abbott is my cousin? Bro, people had a come apart, and I'm like, that doesn't affect me at all. That doesn't affect my views or anything, right? Just yeah. because that dude's my cousin. Uh, Greg Abbott, you got to tell me because I know he's the I, Texas governor. Okay, that's who I thought it was. I couldn't remember. Um, I knew I knew the name. I just couldn't place it. But also, too, y'all from Alabama. I mean, y'all don't really care about what's going on in politics as long as you're winning natties. But you ain't going to win one this year. Uh, we I don't still know, got basketball. A, we got basketball. Are y'all worth the shit in basketball? Damn, I sound like a Kentucky fan. What the hell is wrong with me? Y'all lose we've got one basketball. year. Y'all lose one year, and now all of a sudden we've got basketball. I don't even – I don't watch college basketball. That's probably the only sport I pay no attention to. The only time I watch it is when it uh, when it gets to March Madness, and I watch just about every game. Love watching March Madness. I, I love Any sport, when it gets into playoff mode, I will watch, even if I'm not a fan of the sport. When it comes to World Cup time, I'll watch soccer. Um, I can't do but, soccer. I can't do soccer or hockey. It is so boring to me. Bro, so I – you know what? I wasn't really that into hockey. We've got a minor league team here in um, Pensacola, the Pensacola Ice Flyers, right? Yeah. Um, and we've got friends that have really good season tickets, like on the glass, and we always go to games with them. 
but I wasn't really that big into, into hockey. I enjoyed watching it live, but St. Louis Blues brought us up um, for a game and to do some videos with the mascot and everything. And, dude, they treated us like royalty. Like, it was nice. Like, it was really cool. They showed us all around the arena. We got to do everything inside the arena. Got to ride the Zambonis. And, um, dude, I have to say, like, I kind of enjoy watching the Blues play on TV now. How, how, what is that like, dude? I mean, because I don't – I don't know all that you were doing before, you know, social media and all that stuff. I know we kind of talked about it on the first show, but when you get asked to go participate with like a professional hockey team and make videos with them and just hang out, what is that? It's, it's, it's got to be a little bit crazy to you, right? I just kind of got, I got chill bumps. You, you talking about it, me kind of looking back on, dude, it's like, it's like a dream of mine because I yep. grew up, um, you know, from eight years old all the way till, you know, now, like when I was a kid, instead of watching cartoons before I went to school in the morning, I would watch Sports Center. Yeah. Like me and my sister had to take our about right um, with the with the remote before we went to school. And I would always do we was watching Sports Center. So um, the fact that I get to actually work with some of these teams and um, I don't know if you saw, but I, I was able to do a video with uh, Stormy, the uh you know, Carolina Hurricanes yeah, that's mascot all. while I was up there too. Like, it's just, it's really, really cool. And, and there's also, I can't, I can't talk about it right now. There's also something really big in the works. Um, and it, when I'll, I'll text you afterwards, I don't yeah, care yeah, if you that, know, yeah. you know, privately, but there's, there's something like really cool. And me and you is like two Southern dudes, bro. It's like, that's fine. I got now, yeah. now I'm excited. Now I'm excited. Um, it's just crazy what social media can do for you, man. That we're we're getting talked to right now. We got a buddy who just got his own television show. And one of the things that he wants us to do is he wants us to come up and uh, be on a couple episodes of it. And it's uh it's with a it's with a country station. I'm not allowed to say what station it is, but it's with a country station on television. And you getting uh, on RFD TV, bro. No, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't even know. I, I figured I'd see me like on uh, America's Most Wanted one day. That's about all yeah, I figured yeah. I'd see myself on. Not not any of this shit. And uh, when you get folks that ask you to be a part of things that are just so big, like you going and doing the stuff with the hockey team, stuff sounds like you got coming up. It just It's mind-blowing still. It makes me feel like I'm a kid again. It makes me – it just makes me giddy again, and I have a problem understanding why the hell anybody wants me to do it. That's exactly how I feel, right? I sit behind my phone, like in, in my little bubble, like I sit in my truck and I watch videos and I find I find somebody giving me an opening in a video to, you know, just throw out some kind of drive-by comment. And I give you a random fact and, and you know, the, the, you know, the whole format that I created, people love it. I mean, it, some of the messages that I get, you know, people saying, you know, I've had, you know, I struggle with depression, just lost, uh, just lost my, you know, a parent or a family member. And by the way, I am so sorry to hear about your dad, Josh. It, it was my papa. It was my granddad. Your papa. So, so sorry but, to hear but, about but him. But thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I've, I've been there. Um, it's it's tough losing a granddad. It is. It's I preached my granddad's <laughs> funeral and it was tough. Oof. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's been weird. Um, but also like it was, I got a chance to say goodbye. I mean, I, I got I got to say my last words. So we thought he was going to coming home from the hot. He is one of those situations where he was ready to go. He lost his mm -hmm. wife nine years ago, and he's just. That's why I'm not. I haven't been more fucked up than what I've been. Now, for the first couple of days, I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, if I didn't think I had a drinking problem before, I definitely yeah. thought I had one after. But uh, no, I appreciate that. I mean, that means a lot, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, where was I going? With I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Y'all, you was talking about how people send you messages about how they were depressed or yeah, and whatever. people saying that they're going through a rough time or whatever. And and you know, my and I hear it from a lot of other you know influencers too. And I think it's great that you know I can I can take people out of their shitty um, their shitty day or their shitty week or their you know just shitty year um, and give them you know. 30 seconds of laughter or a smile on their face or anything. I've, I've struggled with depression in the past. I've struggled with clinical depression where I had to take medicine to, to get over it. And I've, I've learned how to deal with it. Now, if I start feeling down or whatever, bro, I'll lay some running shoes up, throw my weighted vest on and I go for a run and just punish myself. 
Hey, you know. that, that's where, I don't know if me and you talked about this on the first show. That's where my social media following began six years ago is, uh, I went through a very bad separation. Um, I, I'm a suicide survivor. Uh, I tried to commit suicide in 2010 and, uh, I had knew that I, what my triggers were and I had known a lot of things. Well, I had gained like 300, I was like 330 something pounds and, uh, Good God, Josh. Yeah. I, I was a, I was a big kid. <laughs> but uh i had went through a very bad breakup and when i went through this bad breakup um i started sharing my stuff on social media as i was going to the gym as i was uh i was very i was very angry but i knew from dealing with depression before i knew that the best therapy for me because i don't like to take the medication it just destroys my personality i have mm -hmm. to find outlets and uh the, the name came up bearded bastard because it always seemed like I was mad as hell. And I was, I was mad, but I was just sharing my opinion and stuff. And it blew up on Snapchat to where the next thing I knew I had like 200 something thousand people watching me every time I Snapchatted something. And then that's when country radio found me and turned me into, you know, kind of an adult now, but, Dude, that's uh, pretty awesome. but it started with me talking about my depression. It started with me talking about, how I knew what my triggers were, how, like you just said, you just said something I love because that's when, you know, somebody knows how to battle their demons is when you said lace up your shoes and you go running, everybody's supposed to have a hobby. You're supposed to have something that you can do when you feel that funk coming on to where you don't depend on anybody else. It's not something that you can lose at. It's not something that's going to let you down. It's just something you can do. Uh, I like the color. That's what that, that's my thing. I color when I feel it coming on. Yeah, I've, I've got a uh, somebody gave me a, a coloring book for Christmas. It's like an adult coloring book. It's, yeah. it's pretty funny. I'm going to send it to you because I don't color. Okay, uh, yeah, send yeah, it. To I'm me. sending that to you. Uh, speaking of sending stuff, I've got to get you some shirts. I, I forgot. I keep meaning to text you and be like, "Hey, send me your address and your shirt size so we can send you." So a long bunch as of it stuff. doesn't have that ugly ass Georgia logo on it, uh, I'm not gonna do that to you. Um, I've done made the the mistake before. I got a buddy who's got a who's got a kid, a new kid, and um, his wife hates me. His wife hates me. There's a couple of my friends uh, whose wife does not like me, and I gave them a baby shirt. With the Raising Grace Studios. Well, it wasn't Raising Grace Studios, just the logo behind me. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the baby to wear it. She fucking threw it in the trash. Oh my and God. That, so now I know, now I know not to send a Georgia or send an Alabama fan a Georgia shirt or send somebody who, who just doesn't like me any of my stuff. <laughs> so I'm not wasting my money on buying a Georgia shirt just for you to burn it in front of me. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would. I would give it to a good cause. I'd send it to my buddy over in Germany right now um, that I talked to before every Alabama Georgia game. Um, and afterwards, we always, we always make a deal that we're going to talk afterwards. Um, but yeah, dude, send me, uh, send it up. I'll, I'll definitely support your gear. Oh, I'll yeah. have to send you some as well. Yes. Yeah, Don't know if you noticed, but I've got, uh, I had a merch drop, right? Yeah. You go to justinunley.com. So um Listen, fuck cancel culture. Okay. I'll just, I'll just throw that on out there. I hate cancel culture. Yeah. Anybody who has a voice should be able to voice their opinion so long as it's not degrading, unethical, or immoral. Right. Um, and, and even if, even if it is unethical and immoral and degrading or whatever, it's your voice, do what you want to with it, but you still have to live with the, you know, with the repercussions of your, yeah. of your actions. But um, if you go to my website, you'll notice that I took every canceled logo from the past two years and put my face on it. That's um, badass. That's, yeah. That's my middle finger to cancel culture. Yeah. I think that when it comes to cancel culture, if you are the complete opposite of me and I say, I'm okay with you saying whatever you want to, but you have to be okay with me saying whatever I want to. And us just respecting each other's different point of view. I don't have to like you. I don't have to share your stuff. I don't have to do anything that I don't want to do. But same thing goes for you. I don't expect but you. But you better come at me with your hat in your hand. Yes. Are we going to have some issues? Yes. And if you're not from the South, that means you better come at me with a little bit of humility and some respect. Yeah. See, I had a. Uh, there's not many times that I apologize for things I say, but, uh, I have a, I have a friend who has a family member that is, uh, he's handicapped mm -hmm. and 
I used to be bad about saying uh, the retard word, mm-hmm. and I would never mean it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. It would just be like that was one of the stupid, immature things. It was ignorant part of things. pop culture. It was, yeah. it was a word, yeah. Yeah, I've, lo- I've watched a lot of movies the past couple of weeks that are from the 90s, and it's all over it. So, like, it was yeah. something that I didn't realize how bad until my buddy comes to me and has a long conversation with me, and he's just like, Hey, I know you don't mean anything by this. I know you're not being hateful, but this is how it makes my family member feel when they hear that word. And if they feel that way, then there's probably a million other people that when they feel that way, it makes them sick to their stomach and makes them feel that way. So there are certain words that I have learned not to say out of respect for Mm -hmm. someone else. Um, But besides that, I think you should be able to say what you want to. I think as long as you don't mean it in a derogatory way, but as me giving people permission to talk shit to me, like I, I'm cool with it. I just don't see why it's such an issue and why everybody thinks that their feelings are more valuable than our feelings. Yeah, that's that's part of the I don't fix it to sound like an old uh, an old <laughs> Gen Xer right now. But, um, you know, that's what's wrong with the society today is that everybody I saw a comment from from a girl on TikTok. Uh, last week that she said that anybody or it was a video she said anybody that I don't agree with if their views don't line up exactly like mine I immediately block them yeah listen those are the people that I follow right because iron sharpens iron I'm sure if me and you sit and talk long enough me and you are going to find something that we do not agree on right when it comes to you know politics religion or whiskey yeah. All right. So, but that doesn't mean that 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 makes us any less of a person to the other person. That just means we don't agree on everything. Um, so I, I don't know. People, that's that's one way where society has kind of lost its way. The uh, the art of the conversation. Social media has been a big part of that it's because it's so easy to get in a comment section and and degrade other people or yell at somebody because you don't agree with what they're saying. When in reality, I'll guarantee that if we all sat down and talked, we would probably agree on 90 percent of the things that we talk about. Yeah. But it comes to that 10 percent where people cannot let it go. Well, people are just in my in my opinion. They're just, they're failing to realize what they're becoming. They're becoming supremacists. Well, regardless of whatever you believe is right, if you just think that your opinion is valued so much more, that you are the right individual, that you're not allowed, that you That's know, called narcissism. Yeah. And the last person that I can think of that was just so over the top with it, and people, you know, uh, when you compare someone who is, one of these just, I don't even know what you call them. We'll just go with narcissist right now because I don't know anybody's name off the particular uh, in my head, but they're acting like fucking Hitler. They, they really are. If they think that they are more, uh, like, they just mean more. Their opinion means more. And I know I'm saying this all ass backwards because for some reason I'm getting tongue-tied about it, but I think it's because I'm getting frustrated because there are people that have came at me the past, you know, a couple months every once in a while, and they just think that they are just superior to me. And I don't go and tell them what to do. I don't go and fucking say, hey, don't post this. Or, hey, this is wrong when you post this. I grew up in an age to where I'm I'm an 80s baby. I was born in 87. So listening to gangster rap as a little white country boy, it had a huge influence on me. And I, I love gangster rap from the 90s. Tupac. Snoop, all that kind of stuff. Well, they said shout out to Notorious B.I.G. Absolutely, I'm a big fucking Biggie fan. Um, but they used to say bitch a lot. They used mm-hmm. to say bitch a lot, and some of bitches it was and a, hoes. Yeah. yeah, and it it does. If you're offended by me saying bitch, and I don't mean it in a derogatory way, but I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I would not look at a woman who's sitting across from me, and I'd be like, "Hey, you're acting like a real bitch right now." No, mm-hmm. I'd be, I would say it to one of my buddies, I'd be like, "Man, quit being a bitch." Yeah, And people just, they take your words now out of context. One simple word. I do not mean that the all females are just fucking bitches. And there's, oh, that's the only problem about having a huge following with females. That's, they get on my ass every time. They're like, you're sexist. No, I'm single and I like women. Like, I don't know how y'all are going to get mad at me. 
Like why? Dude, like <laughs> you well, you know, I had I got the thick of it. You know, they they all came at me, right, for saying that I was, you know, I was sexist or a misogynist because I only yeah. interrupt women's videos. When in reality, oh, I didn't I was, know that. I didn't know yeah. they did that to oh, you. Oh, bro, I was stitching women's videos. And, you know, I said earlier that I don't go through somebody's account. I will quickly browse through somebody's account and make sure that they're not they're not a piece of shit person before yeah. um, I stitch one of their videos because I know that once I stitch somebody's video, that their page is going to get a lot of traffic, right? Yeah. And I don't want to drive people to somebody's page that is a hateful person at yeah. all. Um, and, you know... And on that same aspect, so did I, do I, do I stitch a lot of women's videos? Yes, 100%. But, you know, I was talking to a, uh, I was talking to one of my, one of my friends that's a person of color, right? Creator. And I said, listen, I said, here, here's a dilemma that I have. I said, I was stitching a lot of, you know, black people's videos. Okay. And then people started coming at me saying, you know, this guy's racist. Um, he's just interrupting, you know, black people and everything. And I'm like, no, like, if you really look at the, at the at, I, I never do anything to make anybody look stupid. Okay. First of all. And the second of all, like it, it, pushes that person's content because yeah. I know when I post a video that it's going to get views, right? And people are going to go to that creator's content and, and look at their content. And if I think they're funny, dude, I'm going to stitch them, you know? Uh, so it, it just, it blows my mind. People have their own perception of other people. And one thing I've had to learn since gaining this following is I am not responsible for your perception of me. Period. Absolutely. That is a beautiful, beautiful way to say it. Uh, I don't know why people are like that, dude. Like, I just, you got to almost be a miserable human being to assume that you know or would think that two guys like us, you're, you're, you're married, you got, uh, you got a family, I, I've got a daughter. Last thing I'm going to do is try to make a woman look fucking stupid because I have a daughter. I don't want anybody making her look stupid. And I believe that, you know, I believe in karma. If I make her look, if I make another woman look bad or if I'm ugly to another woman, it's going to come back around and bite me in the ass one day with my child. And I, I'm not about that, but I don't understand when I'm, well, at what point in time to where I can't even say, hey, you're an attractive woman without being called sexist now. Or I can't be like, damn, those are beautiful eyes or, or whatever. Like everything now, we're from the South. I don't know if you do this or not, but I was taught to say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, to whoever you are. Did you see that video? No, -uh, what video? So there was a video where a dude was live with another creator, right? And he was just in his garage, just vibing, man, having a good time, had a crazy little hat on or whatever. And, uh, and he was talking to this woman, and he called her miss. And she was like, what did you just call me? And he said, what just happened? I, ca I called you miss. It's like, you know, me saying, sir or ma'am or whatever. Yeah. I was taught to respect other people. She was like, why the fuck do you call people that? Like, why would you, do you call people that? And I'm like, what? Like where, like it's even, even if, okay, let me say this. Even it is your right to be offended over something. I will, I will gladly say that it is your right to be offended over something, but before you get offended and before you think somebody is a complete asshole for saying something, why don't you look at the intent that that person try to determine the intent that that person said what they said? Was that guy saying that to be like, you know, uh, a, misogyn a misogynist? Nope. He was saying it to to be polite. If that was that guy's intent and it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out the way he said that. Right. Then. You reacting the way you did, you are the asshole. Sorry. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I, it's, it's fucking stupid to me. Is why can't I have manners anymore? Why do my manners upset people? Uh, that, that's about the, that's probably my biggest thing is the way I was raised. You say, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. But you also have these pet names. Um, ma'am, sweetie, uh, darling. I, darling's my biggest one. I, I, it's my favorite one to say. And I will say it to a waitress or whatever. And if you're around here, it's not a big deal. You go up just a little bit above the Macon Dixon line. We call it Macon Dixon line here, not Mason. But uh, yeah, they all of a sudden it's 
I'm showing you manners. I'm showing you respect, but you think I'm degrading you. Yeah. It's yeah. I don't get it. Fucking weird um, world. You know, I'll, if I'll, I'll always tell a, tell a woman, Hey, thanks. Beautiful. Right. Yeah. In my mind, that is me paying her a compliment. Who doesn't want to be complimented? On Absolutely. For God's sakes. Like if you, if, Hey, if you want to, if you want to compliment me on my appearance, I will take it all day long. Call right? me handsome. Exactly. Please, please. I just don't understand why somebody would get offended by somebody trying to be nice to them. Yeah. Do you remember? I, I don't know why this is just like the kickoff point for it, but you remember the dude or the whatever their pronoun was that was in GameStop and they said, yeah, ma'am. It's ma'am. It's ma'am. Yeah. You did not look like a ma'am, bitch. No, but, but, you know, I can see it on the other side of that. He rattled that guy, right? And the guy kept saying, sir, right? At, at a certain point, like, I want to respect everybody, yeah. right? Um, and, and if somebody says, call me a giraffe, cool. If that's what you want yep. to be called, I'll call you a damn giraffe. You know, if, if you want to be called ma'am, sure, whatever, you know. Um, uh, to, keep, to keep calling somebody outside of what yeah. they want to be called – that could get disrespectful. But the first time, like you kind of, you kind of jumped off the deep end a little bit there and the dude got rattled. That's why he kept trying to calm the situation back down. He's like, sir. And you could tell the kid was rattled, Yeah, you know? So it was just kind of reflex to him at that point. I'm with you on, if you want to be called a giraffe or whatever, but you have, they have, people have to know, you have to tell us in advance. You can't get mad the first time. If you get mad the first time, how am I supposed to assume what you want to be called? If I don't know you, now, if, we, if we've had the conversation before, I continue to do it, then I'm the asshole in the situation. 100%. But, you know, that's not, it's not always, it's not always that way. Um, I'm tongue tied today, dude. I don't know what my deal is. Uh, I usually have that. I usually have that effect just on women, but well, you are a handsome man. <laughs> Ooh, don't call me handsome. Do not assume my gender. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the reason I was asking you about uh, Project K9 earlier, I know I got sidetracked with it. Um, everybody who's going to listen to this uh, next Tuesday at Nashville Palace, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Project K9 is going to be there. And uh, I was hoping that uh, Justin would get a chance to, to learn a little bit about Project K9. It's probably too late in the game for it, him now to come to Nashville next week. But you probably want to look them up. Um, it's a really great organization to get involved with. I know I'm name dropping Jason right now, but uh, we uh, it's just a great organization, dude. They take dogs that are no longer in service, uh, military or can our police canines, and um, not everybody can have them. Like they have to be rehomed, and they have to be the owners have to be vetted and all kind of stuff. And these guys, they really take their time figuring out who. Uh, who needs these dogs and who's not? They've got Trump's Secret Service dog there right now at, at his ranch. Um, he's got 152 dogs running around. That dog will unfortunately never be able to be rehomed, he says, because um, it's so fucking – it's on edge. But um, I just wanted – since we'll probably get a little bit more traffic with you today uh, putting the show out there. I want people to go look up projectk9hero.org and uh, you know help them if you can. Send a donation their way. Listen, I know enough about Josh at this point that if he tells me a, uh, a charity is worthy of, of getting the word out, it's worthy of getting the word out. So y'all go check out Project K9. Well, they it, it just kind of blew my mind the first time I met this guy back in February of last year. Um, I didn't realize these dogs got euthanized, dude. I didn't realize if they didn't have a home because of their training that they're considered weapons or considered tools, and they get euthanized if their handlers cannot have them um, or they've done their service and everything is it's, it's fucking sad it really is um you know i used to work uh animal control before i i chose a profession i mean i, I worked oh. law enforcement ems and i worked uh, as an animal control officer and that was one reason why i i did not do it very long was the you know it was out of an animal shelter and and having to euthanize all these dogs i was like bro i can't do this there's no way in hell i could do it no, I'm too, I'm too fucking tenderhearted guy. Um, but man, Justin, I appreciate, you know, you coming on, give me a little bit of your time and everything today. You're definitely somebody about once a month I want to have on. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Did you just, uh, 
you're cool. And, you know, even though you're an Alabama fan, you know, I'm going to let it slide. That's all. I really wish we'd have just done 10 minutes on the national championship and Georgia winning uh, just for the simple fact that I probably won't fucking get to do this again for another 41 years. And y'all will I have mean, another 10. And you'll have another 10 national championships by the time we get our next one. Who who do you think – so I want to ask this question for you, before you sign off. Yeah. Who do you think Alabama is going to be able to get for their next head coach? Because Nick Saban's not going to be able to coach forever. It's He's Dabba. already said uh, – see, that's what I think too. It's I Dabba. mean, he's an Alabama boy. But why, why would Dabo leave the ACC where he's kind of got it made? And if he has a decent team, he's going to make the playoffs every year. Why would you leave that? I think that everybody – I mean, they've got the track record, but – I think the SEC is the top dog. I think that even though the ACC and everything else, they're not considered like the minor leagues, obviously, of college you know, football. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're the same playing field. But the SEC is just – it's where the – not necessarily the real men play, but it's where the best football, in my opinion, is played. And why wouldn't you want to prove that you can go and go back to your alma mater? And, and I think with Saban, too. I think Saban's such a genius. I think that every decision that he makes over the next year or two, because he's not going to be there more than – I think when Texas and Oklahoma come in, I think it's a perfect time for him to dip out right before that happens. And I think that he – I think he sets Dabo up. I think he sets Dabo up to take it. Well, you know, they spend a week together every year down in South Florida vacationing together. So, they're friends. Um and I've often said that I think I think it's already a deal that has already been handshook on. Yep. Right. I really do. I I could be wrong, but see, I'm a conspiracy theory nut too, though. I think that because there's so much money in sports, I almost think, and you're gonna think I'm fucking insane. Everybody else thinks I'm insane. Uh, I think that Saban he handed off the torch to Kirby. I think that he set it up. They both set it up when they played golf the day before the SEC championship that it was a way that – because Kirby just made a lot of stupid calls in the SEC championship. I think Kirby threw that game. And I think that they both knew that Georgia and Alabama was good enough they played in the national championship. Georgia to get to win the national championship. And – Can I tell you what I think these these coaches do – I think – so there's always one or two games every year that Alabama does not play to their potential, right? Yeah. And And you can go back and look at those games, and the play calling is very vanilla, right? Yeah. And against lesser opponents. I think that that is coach's way of saying, I am not going to call this game for you to win it. If you win it, good on you. You did it yourself, right? I'm going to give you the bare minimum to get your attention. Right. Yeah. If you if you squeak by and you win this game, I've still got your attention. You know, yeah. you barely beat this team. Um, and if you lose it, oh, bro. I mean, uh, I mean, look at Georgia. Georgia. Georgia played horrible in that SEC championship game. Um, the defense looked bad. And then look, <laughs> look at uh, look at the national championship. Bro, Bryce Young could not get comfortable to save his life. That dude is so sneaky good, which I mean, he's obviously not sneaky good anymore. He's just good. But he was I, – I see, I felt like they just held him back in the national championship game too. Uh, he just didn't look himself. And he should have looked the same way as in the SEC championship. But Bro, if you can't block the linebackers, I mean, you're going to have problems. But where and the fuck were those linebackers in the SEC championship? My question exactly. Yeah. And those two field goals – that Kirby should have kicked in the SEC championship. I have lost my mind over it. People's like, well, there wasn't a big deal. They went for it on fourth down. You wasn't in fourth down territory yet. That was like him playing scared to Saban, or that was his way of saying, oh, we don't need the points. Fuck the Kiffin points. did the same thing earlier in the season. If you remember the Ole Miss Alabama game, uh, Kiffin would not kick a field goal. He could have went up a couple times on Alabama yeah. and would not do it. He went for it on fourth every single time. See, that's another guy I think that if Dabo doesn't come, I think it's I think it could be Kiffin at, at, at Alabama. I hope he's matured a little bit since his days at USC and Tennessee. I don't understand. I hate him. I hate Kiffin. I just he just he's rubbed me the wrong way. The way he left Tennessee, I mean, just everything. He's just yeah, but I'll say shit. this. I'll say this though. Kids love playing for him. Yeah. When he was at Tennessee, if you'll remember, like Right at the start of our dynasty, he almost they almost beat us in Tuscaloosa. 
Yeah. If it wasn't for Terrence Cody's block field goal, they would have beat us. Um, that's the closest they've gotten since. And he had a pretty good recruiting class because he's good at recruiting players. How do you feel about us, uh, since we're talking about recruiting real fast before we get off here, how do you feel about Dion? What are they doing? Dion's a genius. What you know what? He's lost a lot of he's lost a lot of good grace with Florida State, though. Oh, I bet. Uh, I, I just I don't think he stays at Jacksonville very much longer, and I would love to see what school is going to end up getting him because he has proven he's the best recruit there is because he's primetime. Oh, every, everybody knows who Dion is. Yeah. I mean, I grew up, bro. I had a, uh, a Dion Sanders Cowboys jersey back in the day. Oh, you know, how'd that like, work out for you? I hate the Cowboys. I fucking hate the Cowboys. I mean, I'm, I'm not much of an NFL guy now or yeah. anything. Um, if, if my hands are – Forced on picking an NFL team, yeah. it, w- it would have to be the Cowboys just because I yeah. grew up watching them and my dad's side of the family's from Wichita Falls. Yeah. I'm um, a I'm a huge Brady guy, a huge Brady and Gronk guy. Yeah. Who, has Notre Dame hired a coach yet? I don't know. I don't you I, know. I, I don't figured know. that was going to be like the second thing that fell into Urban Myers' lap this year. But there, I think Urban's done. I don't think anybody's going to give him a chance. Uh, I think he is. I think he's just done. He needs to go off somewhere and just chill. And I and I like Urban, but he just seems to fuck up everywhere he goes. He doesn't fuck up. He he burns bridges. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm a big fan, man. I'll burn a bridge as long as it's gonna light my way. <laughs> yeah, but he's you know? just it's just the way he leaves the taste in people's mouth. Like when he left Florida. And it was because of health reasons, is what. Bro, he was, and then next year he's he's sitting at uh, Ohio State. It's yeah. just like, dude, like, because I I'm a Georgia fan now, but I grew up going to Auburn games with my best friend and his family. Um, uh, I like Georgia. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I liked them for a while, and then I was a huge huge Tebow guy. I just th- I think Tebow literally walks on water. I love Tebow. Yeah, and so like I cheered for him, but I've, over the past ten years, I've just been like, I'm from here. I go to the Georgia games. This is where all my friends go. I'm just gonna root here. Plus, it's better for business rooting for your hometown team. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I just so Spurrier. I'm not Spurrier, but Urban was just he was the shit to me, and he's he's kind of hurt my feelings a lot. I think Spurrier's a big reason why uh, Florida is not going to do well uh, for a while. Really? Why do you think that? Well, isn't isn't he like making? Isn't he making a lot of the calls in Florida right now? He's uh he's the fucking athletic director, isn't he? Exactly. Yeah. You he, know, I don't I don't think a head coach becoming an athletic director is ever a good idea because you're always second guessing the coach that's on staff now. Yeah. Well. I guess we'll see. But, uh, dude, I appreciate you doing the show. Um, t- tell everybody again real fast what your merch line is or where they can find it. And uh, y'all go order some stuff from, you can, from the big guy. You can go to justinunley.com um, and, and sign up for my email updates and everything. Uh, buy a T-shirt while you're there. But let me plug a uh, special T-shirt that's for sale in my store right now. It's the Save Second Base T-shirt. It's uh, oh, yeah. it's like a breast cancer awareness type thing. So there's this uh, there's this girl. Her name's Erin. Uh, she she was following me, and and we're mutuals now. And I, I've talked to her a lot. She just found out December the tenth that she had breast cancer. Then found out December the twenty second that she uh, had stage three. Uh, mm. breast cancer so she's she's going through chemo and radiation right now and then after she's done with that she's going to have to have a double mastectomy and a reconstruction surgery she's a single mom on a fixed income she was a nurse and she was working in substance abuse counseling and uh it, she she's she's going through the thick of it right now she's positive she's staying positive but you know, if if I can use my platform to help somebody like that out, take a little bit of worry away from them. Uh, so I'm going to every bit of the proceeds um, from the Save Second Base T-shirts is going straight to her, which is um, like $21 per shirt. $9 is covering the shipping and the, the cost of the shirt and the ink. Um, nobody's making any money off this. So go buy one of the Save Second Base T-shirts. See, dude, that's why I like you. I, I get on this rant a lot about how if you have a big platform and you're not using it for good, you don't fucking deserve it. I, I mean, you know, all of us are having fun 
with these apps and we're having fun with the social media following and we are turning it into a business, but like, there's a lot of people that do not do stuff like you're doing right now. Um, and I don't ever like to toot my own horn, but I've done some of this stuff and I don't do it. And I'm sure you don't do it because it's, you want to get some publicity off of you're doing it because it's the right thing. And it's the just Bible not- says the the good book says that it's better to be at a house of mourning than a house of feasting. Yes. Right. And I have always taken that very seriously. You go help people that need help. I really think that that's what our existence is all about is yeah. to help people that need help. that can't help themselves. Absolutely. Thank you for being that way. And I hope people fucking that have these social media followings, pay attention to you doing that stuff. It just, that means that you're going to get everything you deserve. And, I, it, it makes me happy to see that shit. It really, really does. Thank you, Josh. You're welcome. All right, folks. Well, thank y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. I will catch y'all next time. Roll Tide. I hate you.